0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place, Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. For more resources like this, check out trptampa.com. Today we're going to honor Mary. Let me ask you a question. What 14-year-old girl do you know that would believe God like that? I know we're Protestant, we're not of the Catholic denomination or whatever, so we get freaked out a little bit when we talk, people start talking about Mary, and you know, some people straight up worship Mary, it's true. But not everybody, and not everybody who's Catholic has it wrong either. Let me help you. God is moving in the Catholic Church, absolutely. The Catholic Church is my brothers and sisters. They believe Jesus Christ died and rose again for their sins just like you and I do. Y'all need to repent if you think otherwise. They're not—they're not needing to be saved. I hear that all the time. Like, the Catholic people need to be saved. I hear that stuff. It's garbage. It's garbage. Yeah, they worship different than you, and they got a lot of beautiful things that we could learn from, like how to hang on to family. You know how many times the Catholic Church has split in the last 500 years? Twice. You know how many times the Protestant church is split? We could learn a couple things. We got stuff wrong too. Hello? Come on. We got stuff we need to grow up with and, and read our Bibles better and get revelation on. Hello? Say, I am immature. That's right. I was waiting to hear you are immature. I was waiting to hear that. But you're mature enough to know that you're immature. Ha ah, hallelujah. So Mary was a radical believer. Mary in my mind is a faith giant and she should be honored as such. She took a greater leap of faith than Abraham? She took a greater leap of faith than David? A greater leap of faith than Solomon? Than all of the prophets combined? Come on. She took the gr- most radical thing ever. You're going to carry God and give birth to God and raise God in your house as your son and he's going to save the world from their sins. That was what she knew from the beginning, from the inception of the deal. You understand? And she was faithful to carry it out. That's faith. And just because there's been wrong teaching about it and abuse of it doesn't mean we should neglect honoring this faith giant. Mary is in the cloud right now. You know, Mary is like celebrating with the resurrected Christ right now. You're going to get to Mary, and you're going to be hanging out with Mary, and, or uh, you're going to get to heaven, and you're going to be aware of heaven, however you want to say it, I don't know. You're going to get there, and Mary and Moses and all them are there, and only one of them can be like, I raised that guy. <laughs> he got his eyes from me. The only human interaction with Jesus' birth was Mary's womb. There was no male interaction. He had the divine nature of Abba. That was the DNA of Christ because the the Father is how you test the bloodline. Jesus was born of his own bloodline, of the deity of God, that bloodline. That's how he was born. But a woman carried it. Her name is Mary. Mary. We need to value Mary and say, wow, I want the faith of Mary. Let's say it this way. You need to realize you're carrying the faith of Mary. But you may not be using it. It's right to honor those who have gone before us. Sometimes I, you know in my whatever Western thinking, I, I do get caught up in like a, I think of the Bible sometimes in certain, like the Christmas story, like a fantasy, like a story sometimes. And I don't like ground myself in the reality that this was a 14 year old, a real girl, a real teenage girl named Mary. Like this really happened. I've been to Israel, I've been to Bethlehem. I've been to Jerusalem. I've been to Galilee. Like these are real places that you can really go to where this really happened. Do you understand no one disputes the reality of Jesus Christ in the flesh. No, no historical person, no historical scholar would say Jesus Christ was not a man on the earth. Born to Mary. Crucified by the Romans. That is well documented. The dispute is all in his resurrection and his deity. Sure. That's where the dispute is. But this actually happened. No one would argue that this is not a historical event of Jesus being raised by Mary and born, you know. The virgin part, yes, people would dispute that because... How many know that that takes revelation and faith, right? <laughs> Come on. But no one disputes that these are real people. And sometimes I get, I get, my mind doesn't really go there. Anybody else? Anybody with me? Like, it's just kind of like a story. It's mythical almost in my head, you know, that I don't think of Mary. Like a real, with, with concerns, with social uh, structure and things like that, 14-year-old girl. A 14-year-old girl. And an angel came to her and prophesied this amazing thing. It's going to get better, I promise. You can come back anytime. (laughs) That doesn't bother me at all, by the way. Ever, never, ever. Don't ever feel like you have to carry your kids out. I am fine. You might not be fine, but I'm fine. And I've got the microphone, so you can deal. All right? You don't ever have to feel bad about that. Amen? Amen. Because think about what I'm talking about right now. Mary carried a baby. You know, Mary fed God from her breast. Think about this stuff, man. I know, you, you're a little rattled. You're, it's a little weird to think about. But this is the story. This is the deal. This is the cornerstone of your faith. <laughs> Born, this is the whole reason for the season. You know, we all love those catchphrases, right? <laughs> Keep the Christ in Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know X is actually just a marking that means Christ? Did you know that? Let me help you. Go look it up. Ha. That's just, there is a song about that, and it's hilarious, and maybe you'll find it. I'm not going to tell you anything else about it because it's embarrassing. So, (laughs) Jesus was born to a virgin and raised in her household as a boy, you know? I talked about it last week that, like, Mary kissed his boo-boos. The Word had to learn how to Read. Like, you know, Jesus wasn't like some savant two-year-old who could like recite scripture, right? He had to read the scriptures like you and I read the scriptures. He found himself in the scroll of Isaiah. He's sitting there going, Oh, that's who I am. Whew. So let's read it. Let's read the story. Luke 1, 26 through 38. I'm gonna read it out of the Passion Translation. I have it for you on the screens. It says, during the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, that's uh, John the Baptist's mom, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary living in Nazareth, a village in Galilee. Now, I'm going to do my, my favorite thing to do, which is called read preaching. I'm going to read and preach. You just got to kind of buckle in your seatbelt. Click. All right. So we're going to start, stop. We're going to go through this. Everything in the Bible is important. Say everything is important. Every single word is important and anointed and useful, okay? And so there is some amazing stuff packed in this little passage right here. Namely, it says that she was an unmarried girl living in Nazareth, a village in Galilee. Now, if you know what those words mean, this opens up a whole new perspective for you, okay? How many know Jesus, one of his houses, is Jesus of Nazareth, amen? Amen. Well, Nazareth comes from the Hebrew word Natzar, and Natzar literally means branch, Living in Branch Town, she's about to get a prophecy from an angel about the branch coming through her. I'm the vine; you are the branches, right? And the word uh, Nazar has a homonym; it also means victorious. So, living in the victorious Branch Town. Hello, a village in Galilee. Galilee in the Aramaic literally means revelation. Living in the victorious branch town, a village in the region of Revelation. Come on. Peter walked on the sea of Revelation. Jesus is the victorious branch. There's so many pictures I could, there's a million biblical pictures running through my head right now. I'm going to stay focused. But this is important. Let me tell you that. It's important to understand when you say Jesus of Nazareth, I follow the Nazarene, I follow the victorious branch, the one who's the vine, who has a root system. You don't have a root system. You're just grafted into the one with the root system. You don't have an anointing. You have the anointed one. When people say, I'm anointed for this, it means that that part of him is flowing out of you right now. It's actually just being seen. But all of him is flowing into you right now. Only a little bit is flowing out. A branch doesn't get to choose what's flowing in. All of it flows in from the roots. Come on. So you can believe or not believe oh, whatever you want about who God is inside of you. But God is who God is inside of you. You're filled with the whole fullness of God, Colossians 2, 9 through 10. Okay. You're filled with the whole fullness of God right now. You can believe whatever you want about that. And you can be wrong. I've been wrong before. Anybody else? Uh-huh. Okay. So all four of you are not liars. So I've been wrong before. All right. All right. <laughs> Yeah, a few more like (laughs) Yeah. I've been wrong before. You can be wrong, but you're filled with the whole fullness of God right now. Now belief makes it turn into fruit. You don't get to decide what flows into you, but you do get to decide what comes out of you. Faith writes the check on what's in your heavenly bank account. That's what faith is. It writes the check, believing that the check will clear. Come on, somebody. That's what faith does. You don't create with faith. You understand? Saved by grace through faith. Grace creates, faith takes. Grace creates, faith takes. What I mean is faith releases, faith takes it and brings it into reality. You're not, let me help you. I want to help a couple people today. Is that okay? I want to help you. You getting more faith is not going to change your situation with God. You growing in faith doesn't give you more favor with God, doesn't give you, doesn't make Him love you more. The grace of God determines your favor, how much He loves you, your gifts, all that stuff. Faith just gives you the ability to express the truth of what He's given you. Faith is just the 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 fruit coming out the branch. It's just the branch bearing fruits. It means that person has enough faith to believe what God said he did is true. Holy Spirit is locked up inside of unbelieving believers everywhere. The branch doesn't get to decide what flows into it from the vine. You don't get to decide what's inside of you. Once you get grafted into Christ, Christ is flowing into you and where you get to make decisions is what you let come out of you. So it's time to get a revelation. You're not creating anything by having faith. You're not drumming. You're not working up your faith. You're working out your faith. Come on. We don't work up the faith. The church is trying to get more faith. Go to a conference. We have one this week. Get more faith. All that stuff. You might have bought your ticket thinking that's what you're doing. Sorry, that's not what we're doing. All right? You're going to learn how to work out your faith. The more you stay around the fellowship of the saints. It's about working it out. Letting it go. Grace makes, faith takes, and faith also gives. You know what I'm saying? Faith receives and, and gives and receives and gives. Amen? Amen. I don't know how I even got there. Oh, the branch. Living in the branch town, the victorious branch town, a village of Revelation. Come on. You live in branch, the victorious branch town in the village of Revelation, things are going to happen to you. I've been there. I've been to Galilee. I have seen an angel with my eyes wide open. I promise you this was a scary occurrence for Mary. I literally, I told this in the first gathering, but I'll just tell you now. The one time I saw an angel with my open eyes, a lady had rheumatoid arthritis, and we were praying for her, and her watch wouldn't move off of her arm. It was on, it was just below her wrist, and it was like her, you know, her arm was swollen. That's what happens with rheumatoid arthritis, and her watch wouldn't move. It, it was stuck, like it was taut, you know, the band was taut. And we're praying, and all this stuff, and her, we, I heard the Lord just say, command it to go, to command the arthritis to go. So I did, and her arm shrunk. I mean, the watch dropped to her, her, or what is this, elbow. And you can move it up and down between the elbow and the wrist. She can move her, her watch around. After, right in front of us, it was like a balloon lost air. Just crazy town. It's okay. You don't have to believe me. But that's what happened. You should be happy if you, that's, that's, we're celebrating. Like, Jesus did that. Come on. So, that happens. I'm freaking out about that, and I just noticed a big angel standing over us to my right with his sword drawn out like this, and I freaked out. I hid my face in some nice Jewish woman's armpit, all right, right behind me. I literally turned around and put my face in her armpit. I'm not kidding, I was so scared. And they're like, What's wrong? I'm like, That's an angel. And they're like, What? They're like, That's an angel. They're like, There's an angel. I'm like, Freaking out. Scared me. They are awful. Angels are awful. They are full of awe. They're not awesome. There's not some awe. They're full of awe. They're awful. And it was an awful experience. It was. It was. So you can imagine, this 14-year-old girl living in Branstown, the village of Revelation. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, reading on here, a true descendant of King David. Verse 28, Gabriel appeared to her and said, grace to you. That's the angel saying, grace to you, young woman, for the Lord is with you. And so you are anointed with great favor. Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what this may mean for her. Bewildered, deeply troubled. Freaking out. If there was an armpit nearby, she probably would have used it. Alright. <laughs> just trying to tie it all together for you. But the angel reassured her, isn't that nice? My the one that I was looking at didn't say nothing. He just stared at me. Oof. I'm kind of glad he didn't say anything. He just kind of went through the ceiling after a while. I can describe his features. If I could draw, I could draw it to the T. It's like burned into my. Memory is crazy stuff. But the angel reassured her saying, Do not yield to your fear, Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. Say a wonderful gift. You will become pregnant with a baby boy and you are to name him Jesus. He will be supreme and he will be known as the son of the highest. And the Lord God will enthrone him as king on his ancestor David's throne. He will reign as king of Israel forever. Say forever. And his reign will have no limits that's a crazy proclamation you're gonna have a child it's gonna be God's child and he will reign over Israel forever not for a time not the next king the only king forever and you're gonna give birth to him again awful experience I'm telling you she was probably like bewildered has anyone been bewildered before it's not like oh wow look at that deeply troubled it's not like oh my goodness what is going on here I'm just telling you we're way too familiar with this these passages we need to step into the story and go she was like oh ah, ah, whoa. like that's in my mind that's what she's doing oh, ah, am I dead oh, what's happening you know she's freaking out no armpits anywhere nowhere to hide And she has the, listen, this is a faith giant. She has the audacity and the bravery to talk back to the angel. (sighs) To talk back to the angel. Mary said, you know, it's all our Bible says is Mary said. Just Mary said. You know how much is in those two words, Mary said? Like seriously, guys, step into a little... Jewish girl shoes, her shoes, and like, experience this with me like a movie in your head, you know? And like, she had the audacity to speak, the courage, the faith, to, to speak back to the angel. Mary said. Mary said. Those aren't just words. Those are important. This is how I read my Bible. I like jump into each word, you know? There's a lot of room in Mary said. You spend days right there trying to help you Mary said but how could this happen i am still a virgin and gabriel answered the spirit of holiness will fall upon you and an almighty god will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory that's the same word when it says a cloud of glory encompassed jesus on matthew 17 on the mount of transfiguration same cloud of glory same word yeah this is why the child born to you will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. Now listen, in a minute, we're going to get to where she says, so be it unto me. And that's basically an amen. She said amen. You know what amen means? So be it unto me. That's what amen means. Not just so be it. It's not just let somebody do that. So be it unto me. Do You notice I try to get you say amen a lot around here. I'm trying to crap you in your words where right? I say you're full with the whole fullness of God and you say amen. I say, amen, so that you say, so be it unto me. Whether you know it or not, I'm trying to trick you. (laughs) Trying to get you to trick you into believing the truth of God. Amen. I'm just, I'm kind of having fun a little bit. But she said, it says, he will be called the son of God. That word, amen, comes from the word aman. Say aman. Aman it means verily or truly or yes, it surely will happen. But it's also, this is weird, but I looked it up in the uh, Helps Word Studies. And Amon literally can mean foster parent. A name for a foster parent. A description of a foster parent. It's used in Nehemiah. It's used in a couple places. He will be called the Son of God. She says, amen, I will be his foster parent. Mary was a foster mom. <laughs> Joseph was certainly a foster dad. I mean, that's somebody else's boy, right? Credit to Joe, though. I mean, for real. To raise, I mean, to believe and raise somebody else's kid like that as his own and believe it was God and not some, you know, Jim over there, you know? Come on, I'm, I'm trying to break you out of your apathetic fairyland Christmas style and get down to the nitty-gritty and think about this. There are social implications to this thing. No, 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 that, that, we, we haven't, no, we haven't had, nope, not me and her. But yeah, she's pregnant. Oh, God. (laughs) Joseph lost all his friends, y'all. I mean, like, and the ones who stayed are crazy, all right? Like, they're crazy. Or they know the word. They knew the prophecy, right? Come on. So Mary was a foster mom. I love that. And I just wanted to share that with you because I think it's really cool. I think that might be one of the reasons why God is so, his heart is so near and dear to that. <clears throat> What's more, verse 36, the angel continues here. What's more, your aged aunt, Elizabeth, has also become pregnant with a son. The barren one is now in her sixth month. Not one promise from God is empty of power, for nothing is impossible with God. Let's say that together. Not one promise from God is empty of power. For nothing is impossible with God. Say this with me. If God is with me, nothing is impossible for me. Did you know God will never not be with you? Double negative to help you out there. He will always be with you. He will never forsake you. So what is impossible for you? Nothing. That's right. If we could just wear the faith of Mary, if we could just receive inspiration from the story of this faith giant, we would see trafficking end today. I'm serious. We would see, we would see it end. We would see these devastations that have been for generations ended. We would rebuild the ruined cities. Faith looks like something. Faith takes risk. Your measure of risk is directly related to your measure of faith. Then Mary responded. (laughs) Again, I'm like, I would not have been able to squeak anything out had that angel talked to me, all right? I was very squeaking it out to the people around me and trying to explain to the lady, the armpit lady, you know, why I was in her space. (laughs) And she's having a full-on conversation. I mean, this woman is amazing. Come on. Mary is awesome! I know you're Protestant and uncomfortable, whatever. Then Mary responded saying, this is amazing! I will be a mother for the Lord. As his servant I accept whatever he has for me. May everything you have told me come to pass. And the angel left her. That's her saying, so be it unto me according to your word. So be it unto me according to your word. That is radical talk from a little 14 year old girl come on are you not inspired by that I'm inspired I want to believe God because Mary believed God I want to believe the Lord when he says something to me every time I do good stuff happens (laughs) every time I've never believed God and it ended poorly ever why because he works all things together for the good of those who love him yeah I know that's on your refrigerator it's time to believe it So, getting practical as we just bring this to a close for you. Because I love the mystery. I love all that. But I want you to be able to have one step, right? And if you've got a promise from God, who in here feels like you have a promise from God that's unfulfilled? Raise your hand. Okay, look around. Raise your hand a little higher. Look around. Look at all these hands. Yeah. If you have a promise from God that's not fulfilled yet, your job is to have faith and take one step. Faith looks like taking a risk. And the provision for the promise comes right on the heels of your risk. It comes right as you step. Boom. It's not there before you step. It's sometimes there before you step. It's very rare that God gives it to you beforehand. Very rare. All right. It does happen. But God is usually waiting for you to know that you can do it. God wants you to know and trust him more than you know and trust yourself. And that's why he calls you to step spell faith r-i-s-k that's how we spell it you got to take a risk so some of you have these promises and they're on the shelf and you're waiting for God to provide so that you can follow the promise and when God is saying step out on the promise and I will provide seriously some of you have stuff that God is just waiting he's like when are you gonna when are you gonna believe me and as soon as you do There it goes. He's going to unleash heaven onto your head. He will provide for the promises he's made. Every promise of God is powerful. It's full of power to accomplish the promise. You understand? When God speaks, he creates the capacity for you to carry what he spoke you to carry. When he says, plant a church, he gives you the capacity to do it. Even though you're a scared, 115-pound, soaking wet, hiding your face in ladies' armpits guy. You know what I mean? Like, you're just, God will do it. God will release the provision. He will release the strength, the confidence, everything you need to accomplish the call. He doesn't say, chop down a tree and give you a screwdriver. He primes the, the saw and rips it and gives it to you already running. It says, chop down the tree. And you just go, okay. That was hard to believe, you know. No, he gives you what you need, but he's inviting you into not just having things, he's inviting you into walking by faith, amen? Some of y'all have been upset with God for not fulfilling a promise of your life, and God in his kindness is just so patient with you and needs you to hear the truth today. He needs you to hear the truth today. You've been angry at God, and God's not mad at you, but you've been the problem, amen? you've been the problem. You need to step out on faith. You need to take one step towards the promise. Is this resonating with anybody? Anybody feel like that's for you? Say, that's for me. I received that for myself. Amen. I'm going to have Scott, Smiley, and the restoration team come up here. We have this amazing team to pray for you and to agree with you and to help you take that next step, amen? So we have an opportunity right here. All these people with these lanyards are trusted and trained and all that stuff, and they will stay here all day and pray for you in Jesus' name if you need it. So please, just because they're praying with someone, just wait, just wait your turn and let them pray for you. Let them agree with you. Let them serve you in this way, amen? And we want you to see heaven come in your life. Like no more holy huddles, right? Holy viruses, getting infected with the virus of peace, love, and joy. Righteousness, peace, and joy. The kingdom reigning in Tampa Bay. That's what we need. And sometimes you need some help. Amen? Sometimes you need some help. I've had lots of times where I needed help. I've called Scott and said, Scott, pray for me right now. Remember that one Saturday night? Where I was like, I, I'm not okay. Please pray for me. Scott has prayed for I mean, these people are volunteering themselves to stand with you. You know what I'm saying? Come on. So don't lose the opportunity. But if you have kids in the CEC, please get your Giants and World Changers first so that they can see the move of God in your life. Amen? Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. For more resources like this, check out trptampa.com.